Today's gospel comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was, on my, what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. <clears throat> For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of the Lord. So this week's reading follows off of last week's reading, where we talked about the parable of the ten bridesmaids. And we really examined kind of what the five foolish bridesmaids did to uh, sort of lose that parable. Um, And similarly with this one, uh, I think it's really important that we take a look at what each of these people did, what they could possibly represent, and what really the lesson of this is. Um, Right off, uh, there's something that may not be immediately clear uh and that's that the the way or the value of a talent um estimates vary but a talent is between 15 and 20 years wages for an average worker and so the worker who gets 5 talents essentially gets the value of 100 years of labor which is a huge amount of money for anybody uh but even the the servant, the slave who's given the least amount is given 15 to 20 years worth of wages, which is also a lot. Um, And so I think that's important to keep in mind as we're looking at this is that these talents are extremely valuable. Um, One of the ways that this passage, um, I think, objectively gets misinterpreted is uh, American evangelicalism and American Protestantism sort of has a long history um, going back to colonial times of the sort of prosperity gospel 
where rich people are rich because they have God's favor and they deserve to be rich and to get more, and poor people are poor because uh, essentially the same thing. They've, they're disfavored by God and they deserve to get poorer. Um, and that's a reasonable reading of this if you just ignore everything else that Jesus has ever said about rich people and about poor people. Um, but that is often how this gets interpreted. And so, um, I think that's sort of the laziest way to look at this and to assign sort of money, uh, to the money in the story. Um, I think it's a poor allegory for that. And so one of the other ways that people often look at this is, um, they assign money as sort of faith. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, when you take a look at it, uh, and especially if you sort of extrapolate it out, uh, the servant who gets the most faith, who gets the most money, um, takes it out, takes some risks with it because business is risky. And we find out later on in this that um, the master in this allegory, um, is engaged in risky business. He reaps where he doesn't sow. Um, he gathers interest, uh, which is against Jewish law, things like that. Um, so he goes out, he engages in business, he takes some risks and, uh, the amount of money he gets back is doubled. And, you know, you can extrapolate that out as uh, sort of evangelizing as just engaging in faith-based works, you know, things, things like that. And I think those are all valid ways to look at it. Um, but the point is that whatever he takes out that was given to him by the master, uh, is increased. Um, and the slave who doesn't do that, the slave who buries it, who sort of plays it safe and just gives the master back exactly what he was given, um, doesn't increase any of that. And so I think that's important to take a look at. Um, one of the troubling things about this passage is the master and kind of the identity of the master. And so often in biblical passages, it's really easy to sort of view God as being the master, view Jesus as being the master, um, and they're waiting for his return. And in a lot of passages, I think that's probably fair, but I don't that would make me uncomfortable with this passage because the master in this passage is an objectively awful person. Um, like I talked about, you know, even as far as gathering interest against Jewish law, but also reaping crops he didn't sow and gathering seeds that he hasn't planted. Um, he's kind of terrible. And, uh, I think it would, it would certainly make me uncomfortable to sort of, uh, view Jesus in that way in this passage. Um, but what I do think works better for the master uh, is sort of the disciples in their new in their new roles as kind of Jesus's uh, the very beginning of Jesus's church, um, you know, sent out there to spread the word, uh, to essentially invest their faith and uh, increase it by increasing the number of Jesus's followers. And if you really look at what the first or the the slave who only got the one talent says, 
Um, he's afraid of failing this master and he's afraid of what will happen if he does. And so he doesn't take any risks. He plays it safe. He hides that faith from the world, hoping to just give it back to his master. Um, and that master is not kind about it. And so I think that's really the lesson of this is kind of warning the disciples and us as followers of Christ and as the church um, that some people are going to do okay in that, but there are a lot of people, and I think many of us are sort of risk risk averse. And if the gospel that we're given, if the kingdom of heaven that we're promised is all based on fear and all based on doing exactly the right thing, uh, then we're not going to increase our faith and we're not going to increase the faith of others uh, and give give the church and give to God any kind of return um, on this incredible gift we've been given. And so I think that's kind of my favorite way to read this is to view it sort of as a warning uh, kind of against that kind of uh, fear-based gospel that I think we've all heard and that we're all familiar with um, and uh, view it more, yeah, view, well, sorry, view it as a warning um, against that and uh, just kind of come at things more in the way kind of opposite of the master from a place of love, from a place not focused on our own personal gain, um, but focused on making sure others are comfortable enough to take some of those risks. Um, so I think that's just something I would keep in mind as we read through the next week and check in with how we're engaging with the gospel, how we're spreading the faith we've got, uh, whether that's based on fear or whether it's based on uh, something that's sort of worth propagating.